0: Welcome, tennis fans, to KickServe QuickServe, part of KickServeRadio.com on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. The KickServe Radio team features former world number one, the great Mats Vlander, former Texas Longhorn All-American Johnny Levine, and your host, Andy Zoden. So take it away,
1: AZ. And take it away, I will welcome everybody to a quick serve edition of KickServeRadio.com. We are part of Tennis Channel Podcast Network. The team consists of the great Mats Vlander, seven-time Grand Slam champion, former number one in the world, International Tennis Hall of Famer, and one of the great Texas Longhorns of all time, two-time All-American, Johnny Levine. And uh, Johnny, we are talking all things Texas Longhorn tennis. We just had a reunion November 12th and 13th. And we are so excited to be joined by both of the University of Texas tennis coaches, Bruce Burke and Howard Joffe. And how incredible is it, Johnny? And of course, you're one of the great players in the history of our school, and you've remained a a loyal and faithful Longhorn all these years. But to be able to speak to two guys that are coaching at UT right now, both of which have won national championships, how incredibly special is that? Very,
2: very special welcome guys we 're so happy that you could join us and uh, howard and bruce and and it was a real pleasure meeting you at the reunion and uh, what I have to say about that, Andy, is yeah, I mean national championships it does absolutely doesn 't get better than that we 've got two two teams the women 's and the men's that are recent champions and um, it 's amazing. The tennis is just off the charts, but more more importantly. When I was there, the, the the feeling that I got from the coaches and their teams was the culture that that we had, Andy, when we played. And the guys were um and the girls just had such a phenomenal camaraderie, even spoke to some of the players, and they felt that was the most important thing to them being on that campus there, more so even than the tennis, was that they felt like they they were part of a family. And that's what I noticed, and that's what I was so impressed with to see that tradition continue on and um, it's really amazing so it's just it's great to have you guys here and uh, and congrats on your championships
1: Bruce Burke is the men's coach at the University of Texas howard Joffe is the women's coach Bruce won his national championship in 2019 howard you won yours just just a few months ago earlier in 2021 and I mean it's so incredible to think that you guys won the national championship. This year. And then when you introduced your team at the reunion that we had at the courts uh, at UT just a few days ago, you've added an incredible amount of firepower. I've got to believe that you're going to go into this season, the preseason number one team in the country by a long shot.
3: Well, th- thanks, Andy and, and, and Johnny, for the setup, for sure. <laughs> and one of the things that was quite peculiar this past year was just that we, we had five uh, uh, freshmen, five players who just never played college tennis before, who actually featured in our national championship lineup. Ordinarily, when you observe these sports, you figure when you're getting so many new folks, there's going to be a little bit of a down year. But it's quite, quite obvious that uh, the five freshmen that we had and will have as sophomores uh, for this upcoming year uh, were, were ladies of extreme skill, but also were able to, over the course of the year, um, grow as people. And then, um, as uh, Johnny's comment would suggest, I think the camaraderie, Allowed them to re- really perform in a, 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 a pretty remarkable way. And then to your question, Andy, we had our team was five freshmen and three seniors. So we replaced those seniors with three freshmen um, who are, you know, uh, stellar players the Zamaripa twins from uh, Northern California, from uh, the, the Bay Area. Um, they've had doubles wins over Katie McNally and Carolyn Dolhide very, very accomplished singles players and as a doubles team uh, have played, you know, in real WTA tournaments. Um, and then we added a young lady from the Ukraine who is a top 50 in the world, ITF junior, Sabina Zainalova. So um, we ought to have a good team, but uh, the old coaches cliche, uh, you've got to play the games. So we'll see how it all shakes out um, in the next couple months here. Bruce, your
1: situation is is almost unlike any other coach in college tennis history. And I think we would be remiss not to at least mention um, your predecessor, Michael Center, who irrespective of what, What happened in his situation, he certainly left you with an embarrassment of riches to be able to go out and do battle with. And and you've done all of the right things. You've pushed all the right buttons. You win the national championship in 2019. The tournament gets canceled because of COVID in 2020. And you come back in 2021 uh, and make a run to the semifinals. Uh, You know, obviously, uh, you know, losing to the eventual national champions, Florida, this year they were certainly very very talented but you got a lot out of your team and you are clearly doing an amazing job in just a couple of years taking over a very storied program that's got a lot of pressure on it
0: yeah as i'm sure howard would agree i think it's always easier as a coach to do a great job um coaching the team when you have a group of guys that are super high character and love tennis and you know are mature and and coachable and want to be good and that's what we have so i guess i'll take a little credit on that and recruiting the guys, but I think most of the credit goes to the team for being you know, such a first class group. And I think that's what you've got to taste up this weekend.
1: Well, and I think that humility goes a long way in the, the fact that you're instilling it into your players. Johnny, one of the guys that you had an opportunity to talk to at the reunion that I know you and I are very high on, why would we not be? He's going to be Bruce's number one player this year returning, and that's Elliot Spaziri. And a lot of people were making jokes that this this guy's kind of like a modern-day version of Johnny Levine, maybe, maybe a little bit taller and a little better looking. I mean, that's just <laughs> me talking... But uh, I know I know you were impressed with this young man, and I think he's emblematic of the kind of guys overall that are on this team right now. Talk about you know your chat with with Elliot. I know you guys had a few minutes together.
2: Yeah, no, Elliot was was super nice and um, really a humble kid. And I know he's you know a high, was a highly touted junior coming into Texas, and so you know a lot of these young guys you know they get a little bit of the big head. And th- that was not the case with Elliot. And uh, I was just so impressed with his poise and how he handled himself and has a great future ahead of him. And I met a couple of the, the boys from, from San Diego who, who also really impressed me, Bruce, you know, I was just blown away by, by your guys. I mean, I just, the way everyone was handling themselves and, and I could just, I had that feeling that um, you know, everyone is looking out for each other. And I know, you know, that goes a long way in a long season. And, everyone needs to support each other. And I've seen programs and me and Elliot even talked about it on recruiting trips where, you know, you, you know, I remember mine at UCLA and he mentioned the same thing, you know, you know, you get to the end of the practice and you see the guys, you know, they go their separate ways and they splinter off and there's so much competition out there. And when I went to Texas on my recruiting trip, it was just the opposite. You know, everyone went together and, you know, you go to a big school and you need that, you want that. And and me and Elliot really connected on that level. And, um, it was, it was fun to chat with him for sure.
1: Howard, I want to go back to you with regard to coaching, uh, a, a women's college team, uh, particularly a high profile successful team, like the one that you've got at UT. What are maybe some of the things that those of us in the tennis business that are coaching club players like myself or other coaches that might be listening to our podcast, might be able to glean from some of the subtleties of, of handling a group of, of, of ladies and some of the things that, that they deal with maybe compared to a men's team?
3: Full disclosure, still trying try, try to figure that out, <laughs> uh, which accounts oh, yeah. for the gray hair and the, the, the chafed graying beard. Um, here's what I would say um, that is interesting, and uh, maybe this ages me a little bit, but I do think that in our country the way of the world at the moment is such that everybody, not just women tennis players, um, has their own sort of bully pulpit, whether it's their Instagram account or Facebook page or their sort of circle. And I think um, certainly in the, the women's college tennis, I think gone are the days of the coach having a tremendous amount of control. Each player, in a sense, is such a finely tuned engine with, with respect to their skill sets and their needs and so forth. And so I think the best thing that a coach can do, um, certainly from my perspective, is, is perhaps talk less um, and, and listen more to what the intentions are of each player. Yep, what do I need to know about you? Where do you want to end up with your tennis and so forth? And listen a little to them um, and then try to serve those goals and those needs um, based on, on what they've said. Be a better listener.
1: Sounds like something that might help all of us in our marriages as well. Bruce, <laughs> uh, I want to go back to you. And, and 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 when we come back from the break, Johnny and I are going to talk a little bit about the reunion. But before we go to the break, I think I speak for Johnny and myself and all of the guys that played in our era, both before and after, in thanking you for the way you treated and and have always treated Coach Snyder because he was a guy that we played for. And you mentioned that you're the fifth uh, coach in the history of the men's program. And of course, Coach Snyder was the third. And it doesn't matter who you talk to uh, in, uh, among anybody that knows anything college tennis related. They always seem to have a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Snyder. And those of us that were fortunate enough to get to know him and play for him and be around him all these years have had uh, you know just immense levels of respect for him. Has there been any sort of an influence that you have taken from him? I notice you're you're a man of few words, uh, Bruce, and and Coach Snyder was as well. But when he spoke, you know, we we realized that whatever he did say was going to be meaningful. Have you sort of taken a page from his playbook a little bit in that regard?
0: You know, I was I was just starting my coaching career, and I remember when I was just starting, it was just before coach Snyder retired. So I remember coming to Austin when they used to have the all American tournament. I just remember talking to him a little bit and him being so welcoming and, you know, even asking him a few questions about the program and he didn't know me, nobody knew me. And I just, that, that always sticks with me. And um, so that kindness and generosity is something that stuck with me and I'm trying to kind of, you know, pay it forward to some other people and help other people. So with Coach right now, he makes a concerted effort not to interfere in his, in his idea. He flew all the way to Florida to watch us in the championship match and came down to congratulate, and I asked him if he wanted to come out and say a few words to the team. And he said, no, this is your moment. I'm just happy to, you know, to be here and be part of it. So you know, that kind of shows you the kind of person he is. But when we got to light the tower, he was out there and supportive. And I, I didn't really witness his coaching but I can feel what kind of person he is when I'm around him and, and, and by his family, you know, how nice they've been to me, Doug and Nancy, and by you guys, you know, by feeling how, seeing how he's thought of and revered by his former players makes me know what kind of a special person he is. And when I was coaching in Michigan, one of my administrators told me something that, that stuck with me also. And they said, it's not, it's not your program. You're just taking care of it. And that's kind of how I feel. This Texas, Tech. Tennis program isn't mine, but I've been blessed with the opportunity to take care of it for a certain number of years. And I take that responsibility really seriously. And um, I know what kind of person Coach Snyder was and those who came before him. And I just want to do my part to keep the tradition going.
1: Well, I think, uh, Johnny, you and I speak for, you know, hundreds if not thousands of, of former players and alumni when we thank all of you for taking the kind of care of this program, of this tennis program that you are, because you guys truly are, in our opinion, the shining star of the athletic department to have two national championship teams coexisting. And I think that, you know, Johnny, you made the comment about the camaraderie between the players and their coaches. I really like the energy between Bruce and Howard. I really like the way you guys work together. I think that that goes a long way in creating a level of energy and an expectation and a standard that asks a lot of male and female players to to live up to that. And I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job. So for UT uh, Longhorn Nation at large, we we thank you guys for the great work that you're doing. And thanks for joining us tonight for a few minutes on uh, on all things Longhorn Tennis on kickserveradio.com. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, you guys. All right, boys. And when we come back, Make sure you stick around because if you were at that reunion when Johnny and I come back, there's a damn good chance that we might just mention you. So don't go away. You're listening to kickserveradio.com. We are part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Welcome back, everybody. KickServeRadio.com, Longhorn Tennis Edition. We're part of Tennis Channel Podcast Network. And, Johnny, how incredible is it for us to have had both Bruce Burke and Howard Joffe on at the same time? And we kind of made mention of the fact that we liked the energy between the two. You and I got to see that up close and personal and watch them sort of intermingle live at the courts. What are your thoughts on the importance of that? In terms of the success of this Longhorn program?
2: They do seem to have a really nice relationship. And I think what it does, it kind of connects the teams together. I mean, they're the leaders. And so when you see them interacting and getting along well, I think it brings the women's team and the men's team, the players together. And you could feel the synergy that they had. And and actually, when I when we were watching the the women's last summer, when I saw the men's in the background there up in the stands yep. rooting, rooting them on so I mean it just says so much about the entire program the tennis program at UT it's really really at a high level it's so well respected amongst I think the other teams across the country but but more so you know the Texas sports world there um I think they're very revered and in, in in the fact that um, they they conduct themselves so well. Um, the kids are high character kids, and then the level of tennis is is the highest. I mean, you've got national championships there, and and some of the individual players are top ten players and have chances to win you know titles. So, um, but the the connection between Howard and Bruce, um, I, I was really impressed with that. Like you said.
1: Howard mentioned um, that he had a, a doubles team that beat uh, McNally and Dollehide. He also had a singles player that he didn't mention that had a win over Coco Vandeway uh, at Indian Wells last year. So to think that that team is going to be coming back with players of that caliber is uh, is is pretty incredible. Let's talk about some of the folks that were there, Johnny. And, you know, obviously part of the reason that we went there was to see Coach Snyder and, and to see Coach still treated the way he is from all these different generations of players, and to see his wife, Nancy daughter, Allison, uh, was there as well. And of course, Doug, who's really become a, a great friend of ours. I mean, we were all friends back in the day, but, but Doug is just, you know, he's part of the fabric of, of, of this UT program. And he's one of the main guys that really makes sure that things kind of stay connected.
2: Yeah. Doug, Doug does such a wonderful job with, with connecting, you know, the past players and, and keeping everyone in the loop on, on his dad, Coach Snyder. And um, you know, so 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 Doug has just been a wonderful friend. And um, like you said, it was really special to see Allison there who um was there for the weekend and and taking care of her her mom and dad and and seeing, you know, coach's wife Nancy is always special. I mean she was always so close to the teams and we always spent time at coach's house and couple times a year had, you know, meals of different things over there. So it's just really is like an extended family. And it was it was special to see coach. I know he had had a little bit of a health ailment recently, but he, he looked great. And it was so fun to see him be the center of attention at that event. And all the different eras of teams have that same feeling towards coach. And it, it's, it's just remarkable.
1: And we're going to try to mention as many of the folks that we ran into as possible. It's going to be impossible to mention everybody. We started with the women, so we'll start with the ladies, but it was great to see Beverly Bowes after all these years. And, and she's one of the great longhorns in the history of the program. Casey Smashy, uh, is certainly one who's got an animated personality. And I met a young lady that played there, uh, in, in, uh, the, in the Krista D'Amico era, and that was uh, Ariel Ellis, who I was chatting with. And there's just a big painting of her in the locker room, which, by the way, do you believe that facility? I mean, if you if you want to go play tennis at Texas, you are not going to believe this stadium and this facility that these teams are playing in. How impressed were you with that, Johnny? Tremendous facility.
2: Um, the courts were great. The location is great. Uh, locker rooms the whole thing is is off the charts and and you can see why the programs are elite because kids want to go there and and you know when you talk about University of Texas I mean with all the sports and all the the fanfare that that the sports get at that school there's no reason why a top tennis player wouldn't want to go there I, I I'm not wasn't so crazy about the football game that we saw, but that's another story. <laughs> However, boy, does that school get behind its football and and the basketball and the baseball, all the sports are such high level. The facilities are second to none. The, the, you know, and so you would think that any player, any young top recruit, top 10 in the country guy is going to consider Texas as one of their choices.
1: You have to. All right, let's get back to the guys that were there. Stuart Keller Put together the golf event on Friday. He's a guy that helped recruit you to come to the University of Texas, and like Doug Snyder, Stuart Keller, another guy that that really speaks to the closeness and the tradition of Longhorn tennis.
2: Stuart Keller is has always been so close to that program, and like you said, you know there were two guys uh, that that Stuart. Uh, Stewart was one of them, and another guy na- was named Bruce Nichols, yeah. who were coached by my same coach. Bruce went to UCLA, and and Stewart uh, went to Texas, and wanted me to go there, and got me involved in that program. and And so he's been a, a an integral part of my life as far as that goes. But Stewart is great with the reunion stuff. He he's always encouraging guys to come to to the reunions and be a part of the the, the program, and. And trying to stay in touch with coach has always been important to, to, to Stuart, And I think he's it's rubbed off on a lot of players.
1: Guys from our era, Johnny, I mean, it was just so incredible. Obviously, you know, your best friend that you came in with, Tom Fontana, we had an opportunity to spend time with. My best friend from the old days when I was a little kid, Craig Carden, uh, made an appearance there. We got to play some golf. We played with Doug and Mitch Pomerantz. Um, we had Roberto Bazan and Fred Tome come in. Um, we had Mike Brown was there, Doug Crawford, Rob Rutledge. We cannot forget the famous
2: Theodore Urk.
1: Oh, my God. Of course not. Teddy Irk. I mean, another guy that's just a stalwart of, of all time great Longhorns. He's a guy that's been very involved in, in in Longhorn tennis and one of the one of the hardest workers in the history of the program. Uh, one of the guys that was one of my favorites from your team, a little bit younger, but a guy that I also grew up with, and it was so great to see chip layton you know here's a guy that you can't help but 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 love that guy and and there was just so many um so many of the of the younger guys that were there, you know it was really fun was for the first time meeting George Goldhoff, yes, you know from Southern California, and he played number one for the horns just recently. And congratulations to he and Marissa Williams, who played at St. Ed's, but she's, she's officially now a Longhorn lady because she's marrying into the family. And of course, she's, uh, the daughter of Paul and Angie Williams, Angie Olmedo, but also the granddaughter of the great Alex Olmedo. So now we've got, you know, by, you know, by through marriage, we've got a Wimbledon champion in Longhorn tennis, uh, with, with, uh, with Marissa and, and George Goldhoff. So we want to wish them congratulations on their recent engagement
2: and did you mention i think you you mentioned edgar giffenick did you uh, not
1: Well, i did not but i mean how could you not because yeah. edgar has made all of us so proud he's a published author he's really considered johnny among you know sort of the people that i run with in terms of the 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 the, the, the you know t- the teaching pros i mean edgar's one of the edgar's one of the most revered coaches in the country if not the world yes. he presents on on yes. an international level and uh, he and i have gotten an opportunity to work together in our adult life. And I actually got a chance to hit a few balls uh, with Edgar, which was a real treat for me because he's one of those few guys who's got one of those beautiful one-handers. There were
2: a lot of one-handers back in the day and it was fun to see him, but you can't forget also another gentleman who is, is always been keeping guys together and, and keeping them in touch with the Texas tennis is Jim Bayless.
1: Oh my God. Well, Jim is a guy that really, I mean, it's almost like a career for him and it's a, and it's a passion and a love. And he, he really does. I think Johnny treat all of us like extended family Yes. when it comes to communication and when it, and, and when it comes to just wanting to sort of reach out and take care of people. And he is just, he is a, He's a card man. He is a character, Jim Bayless. Is he not?
2: Oh yeah, he's great. It was fun to see him on the courts, and uh, I know he gets out to a lot of the matches. So, so he's he's pretty close to that.
1: Danny Byfield and his beautiful daughter, I believe Mackenzie, were out hitting. Uh, John Mazzola from the old days was out there as well. And gosh, I mean Johnny, it's just it's killing me that we're not going to be able to remember everybody that we ran into.
2: Did you mention Mitchell Pomerantz? I I did mention Mitch Pomerantz because I got
1: an opportunity to play golf with Mitch. And then we had uh, Pete Strower out there um, from Kansas City. I know you uh, talked
2: to Jack Brazington. Oh,
1: Jack Brazington. He might be the winningest player in the history of Texas tennis. Right. And he's probably the greatest gentleman in the history of Texas tennis. He's a teaching pro now at the Houston Racket Club and he still looks like he could go out there and and play with the best of them. Good looking guy, terrific guy, and maybe, you know, you know, possibly the guy that has to be held in as high of regard as anybody that you know that was out there, and that's Steve Bryan. Steve Bryan
2: was there and in Trey Phillips.
1: Trey Phillips. Steve Bryan won the NCAAs in ninety two and I think Trey was his teammate and Steve was out with his beautiful wife Ashley who's really one of the great Longhorns of all time, Lady Longhorns, and uh, their daughter Audrey, who's beautiful. So, yeah. seeing the Steve Bryan family. Steve's now the director of tennis at the Austin Country Club. So, I mean, it was really, it was really amazing. Who else am I leaving out, Johnny? Because we just saw so many people, and it was, it's just so hard to. Uh, and I know there's probably sitting, people that are sitting there going, "I can't believe you're leaving me out." Bill Fisher. Yep, yep. Bill Fisher showed up, and that was good to see him. Some
2: of the guys from the other eras we might be missing, but I think we got quite a few of the guys that uh, that were part of our team. Of
1: course, the the guys we can give a hard time to are the Gavin Forbes of the world. That you know, how does he not show up? We can probably give Doug Crawford a bit of a hard time for not showing up at the happy hour and opting for a volleyball game instead of coming over to Doug Snyder's house that night. That was uh, that was a debatable. That was a debatable choice. Let's face it.
2: But he's but he's but he's supporting the sports teams at That's UT, true. so you got to right. give him a pass, we'll, Andy. We'll
1: give the, all right, we'll give the doctor a pass. You were the number one player; you get to call the shots <laughs> on that. So hey,
2: it was yeah. really really special seeing uh, you know Roberto Bazan and Fred Tone. Yes, I mean uh, th- those those guys came out of. I didn't expect to see them, and that was really special. And finding out that Roberto lives in Phoenix, and we're going to have to get him out as a guest to the tournament for I'll sure. I'll tell
1: you one guy that would never forgive me if I didn't mention him, and that's Eddie Blanton. Good one. And, uh, obviously, yep. Eddie was there. Eddie was there with his wife, Kelly, who I actually went to high school with when she was Kelly Walters. And let's just go ahead and throw in the dagger that she dated Ted Erick long before she married Eddie Blanton. So I'm sure that that's going to create a little bit of a source of of. of <laughs> of heartburn for people out there but that's okay that's what this is all about anyway we've rambled on and on but 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 Johnny it was great to see you it was great for us to be able to experience what we did on November 12th and 13th in Austin at uh, Texas Longhorn Tennis Alumni Weekend and to get to see uh, really the 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 crown jewels of the Texas Athletic Department which are the men's and women's tennis teams we want to thank the men's coach Bruce Burke we want to thank the coach of the defending national champion Lady Longhorns, and that's Howard Joffe, For AZ and Johnny, this is kickserveradio.com, all things Texas Longhorn Tennis, part of Tennis Channel Podcast Network. You can catch us coming up soon with more great shows. Matt Spielander will be back with us. And uh, in the meantime, have a great time out on the courts.